0: Welcome everybody back to the Fire Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we want to give you all a quick update on what's going on with the lockout. Now, if you haven't really been uh like paying attention to it, it's not looking too good. Now, if you guys have listened to our last couple lockout updates, I think we were maybe maybe not naive is the right word, but we're a little more optimistic than I think we probably should have should have been um just because there's a lot of question marks and we were just happy that they were discussing stuff and they were going there and there were counter offers. And while, you know, the numbers were very, very far apart, it seemed like, hey, there's actually steps in the right direction. Likely the MLB will have to give in to a lot of these demands. Turns out that doesn't really seem, it doesn't really seem accurate now. Um, we're looking at it right now and the MLB tried to get a mediator to come in and kind of meet them in the, ha- you know, have the players uh, union and the MLB owners basically meet in the middle. And the players association rejected that they, they didn't want any part of that. And I agree with them because their thought is, look, we're not even close. Why are you bringing a mediator in as if we're almost ready to meet in the middle? We're not even ready to get to that point. So the sides are very, very far apart right now. And what we've seen lately is a lot of players speaking out on the issues. Um, A lot of either MLB media members or players basically saying like, hey, this is the issue and this is the problem with the owners. I know there was a tweet that basically said over the last decade, every single year, uh, each team on average has, and maybe it wasn't even on average, maybe it was every team at the very minimum, had their their value of their team had went up by $140 million each year. And this is a difference of millions of dollars, but when you're looking at how much these teams' value is growing and how much money the owners are making, the players just feel feel disrespected. Um, so it's looking, it's looking pretty grim right now, which is, which really sucks. Obviously me, Chase, Isaac's on here. We all really, really want this season to happen. All you guys listening, you know, you guys really, really want this season to happen as well. So it, it really sucks that this has been the case. Um, but it's looking a little bit scary right now for, for this 2022 season, but Chase, how you feeling?
1: There we go. Um, you know, you kind of have to side with the Players Association on this one. I mean, the MLB's kind of been dishonest with their dealings. They said that they're going to give the Players Association a counteroffer after two days. And two days later, it didn't happen. And they're like, you know what? We're not going to give you a counteroffer. We're just going to go straight to where we want a federal mediator. And uh, whether or not you guys agree with it, this is the route that we're going to go. And they said no. And... Then they go on to say that it's all on the players, that the players are not making any progress on this. It's basically all on the MLB and the owners. The players gave you what they wanted. They are the product. They make you the money. You should tend to want to please your players and the organizations that they come from. And you know what? They're tired of it. The owners keep getting richer and richer. They get horrible teams, tank them. They don't. Like you look at the teams like the Pirates and the Orioles, they have been bad for years and years and years, but you continue to turn a profit and tanking obviously doesn't work. It's just way for the owners to get more money. And year after year after year, we see the same teams in the postseason, in the playoffs, same teams winning the division. It kind of gets boring after a while. You want to see something new, like this year, the Super Bowl. It's one of the more exciting Super Bowls because one, the Bengals haven't been to a Super Bowl in years. They haven't won one. And neither are the Rams. Everybody's excited to see all these new young players in a postseason Super Bowl. But for baseball, for years, it's been, okay, the Dodgers are going to win the NLS. If not the Giants, the Giants are going to win on an even year. Okay, uh, the Yankees, Red Sox, they're going to be kings of the East. You got to get something new. You guys got to, you know, pay the young players what they're worth. You can't wait six, seven years, seven years now because, you know, manipulation of service time, which they still haven't addressed. It's greedy on the owners. And I think the players are right for wanting to protect themselves, make their money for what limited time they do play in the MLB. Especially for those who, you know, only get a small chance from the minor leagues where they don't make a lot of money. They come up to the major leagues sometimes just to get bounced right back down, just make a spot start. I mean, they don't get a lot of money in the minor leaguers, and most of the time, most ML careers are really short. So, you know what? It's, it's a right for them to want them to protect their own assets, their money, and know their worth.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way, and I did refer to that tweet a while back. Uh, so the tweet was by Joe Doyle, and what he said is, according to Forbes, the average valuation of every MLB baseball team has grown by close to 140 million every single year over the last decade. So it was on average. Owners could end this lockout comfortably by agreeing to spend just approximately 10 million dollars more each year. Do not side with the owners. So this guy, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure he is, but I know he works in uh, minor league baseball. He does some like MLB draft stuff. So I saw that tweet. Um, found it very very fascinating. And you look at a lot of the the demands. Is okay. We don't want service time manipulation we don't want our our guys to be locked in to six years and just only have arbitration until they break out in the free agency from a fan perspective. That's also a thing that we would like to see as well. Wouldn't you rather see a player that's 25 years old, hit free agency than a guy that is 31 years old. That is at the end of his prime. You want to see guys hit free agency before their prime. You don't want to see teams go, you know what? We're going to go all in this year. You know we're we're whatever team. I mean, you could say this with the Padres and Eric Hosmer, but not exactly. I think it's a little bit different. But like a lot of teams, it's like, okay, we need one more piece. We need two more pieces. We're gonna go and we're gonna go pay this guy. We know that it might look bad later down, like down the road. But we wanna we wanna get a guy that's he might be in the end of his prime, but he's in his prime. We wanna go get him. We're gonna break him off. We're gonna go compete. And they go and they do that, and they compete for two years, and then for like five years after that, they're stuck in this horrible contract. That's an issue, and that's not ultimately that's still going to happen, but the rate that it happens in baseball is so much more significant than other sports, at least in ter- in my opinion. So I just feel like there's a lot of things that would, that the players are asking for that the fans should side with that, that makes the fan experience a lot better. I mean, we've seen that it's been an issue that the players have the pitchers in baseball or in the NL have asked, we don't want to, we don't want to hit. We want the universal DH. And a lot of the fans, now there are fans that, that want the that don't want the universal DH, but there are a lot of fans, and I would say the majority of fans want the universal DH. If your players, especially your pitchers, and your fans want the universal DH, why is it not happening? And I know that there are people out there that don't want it. I, I, I get it. I understand. I, I get the argument Slam Morena is a, is a prime example of you know an, an amazing moment. However, I think the majority do. Why is stuff that the players want and like simple rules like that, little rule changes? Why did that those not happen? Why is it so impossible in baseball to to change something and make adjustments and have the owners and the players on the same kind of level? Um, if you guys look into the just like the amount of money made by the players in comparison to the NFL, in comparison to basketball, it is a lot less. So on this stuff, I'm siding fully with the players. Um and the owners are basically coming out and saying, like, oh, it's the player's issue. And today we've seen today and yesterday we've seen a lot of players speak out and say like, no, this is not the case. Like this is ridiculous. Um, and Max Scherzer just had a tweet. I know Mitch, was it Mitch Hanniger had a tweet? Uh, who, who else was talking about it, Chase?
1: Hey, Jamison um, Nicholas Pavetta. I can read the Scherzer tweet off here. It says we don't need mediation on uh, mediation because what we are offering to the MLB is fair on both sides. We want a system where threshold and penalties don't function as caps we want a system where it allows younger players to realize more of their market value It makes service time manipulation a thing of the past and eliminate tanking as a winning strategy. You know, the Mitch Hanager, it's a, a significant part of the collective bargaining is actually bargaining. If you wanted to get players on the field right away, uh, this goes back to Jameson Talon. He was saying, if you wanted to get players on the field right away, why do you create the lockout for 43 days before you even meet the next time? You had 43 days, 43 missed days where you kind of been working on an agreement and knowing how far you guys were off before the 43 days and deciding, you know what, we're not going to talk for six weeks. You guys put yourself in a situation where you guys are the villains and you guys are just making it worse and worse and worse for yourselves.
0: Yeah, so obviously very, very frustrating stuff, but. You know, hopefully this stuff does end up getting resolved. I feel like the players are doing a good job of putting a lot of pressure onto the owners. Um, but ultimately, I mean, this stuff comes down to... And I don't even know if it's if what will happen is this significant, but we've talked about it before. Imagine if there was a salary floor in baseball. We'd eliminate teams like the Pirates who don't win, ever. They, they never win and they never try to win. And that's what a lot of the players are really trying to push for. No service time manipulation. Let's actually have more teams than, I think it was estimated like either 13 or 17, I, I'm forgetting which one it is, or like the only amount of teams competing or expected to compete next year based on the roster that they're putting out, based on their their effort in free agency into putting a winning product on the field. That's absurd. 13 or 17 teams that are actually like trying to win, that's ridiculous. So I I, I get the frustration from a player's perspective. If you're a free agent, one, you want to become a free agent when you're younger and you're able to make a lot more money. But if you become a free agent when you're older and half the teams aren't even competing and have no interest in signing you because of that reason, it diminishes your market and overall it just it causes an issue in the market. So that's why you see a lot of players not want that. Overall, the stuff that the players want, it's gonna improve the product on the field. It's gonna improve our like us watching the game. It is going to make the game better. So that's why I'm siding with the players on this. I'm completely siding with the players on this. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Chase, anything else you want to add before we take off? All right. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to you guys very soon. Um, hopefully this gets resolved, but unfortunately it is not looking too pretty right now, but we'll talk to you guys very soon. Uh, we're going to be doing a Sunday live stream as well, probably 9am on Sunday morning. So make sure to tune into that. But with all that said, have a great weekend.